Hello there, ringside group. Hello there, ringside crew. Hey, dudes at ringside crew, this is Davian. Hey, it's Jenny Santana. This is Alfie. This is the Savage Juggernaut, Damaku. Ringside! Ring! This is Thomas D. Bruff. This is Billy Starts. Mr. Chad Epic. Megan Mason. Hey everybody, Scotland's on Brody Adler. The headline in charge, Marco Mania. This is your girl, Charisma. Papa Dink, Brendan Dicker. This is According to Woods. Savannah Summers. I'm Shorty. Chance Winning Sacks. Where you are watching the internationally known. Dudes at Ringside Podcast, hosted by Metal Geek and Joe the Panther Jr. Hello there, wrestling fans, and welcome. To another episode of the internationally known Dudes at Ringside podcast. I'm your host, Joe the Panther, the bird. And now from the top of Metal Mountain, all the way down to all 50 states and the globe, it's the happy himself, the Metal Geek. What's going on, Ringside crew? What's going on, internationally known? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Joe? And around the world, around the by, world. By the way, it's coming from the center of Mosh Pit right now. Me? Mosh pit near coming from the center mosh pit near you. Uh, but it, uh, all right, what, what, what's going on, Joe? Not too much. I just was trying to do the round the world dance because yeah. we're we always go we're, we're internationally known, so it's around the world. So we're right now, geek. We have to get on the jet and go. Actually, okay. get on the tour bus. We, don't, we haven't used the tour bus in a while. We're I gonna mean, go on you, a tour. I mean, the, the tour bus. The, by the way, Joe. It's a, it's a little, it might not be very good. We might have to check the mechanics on it because it hasn't been used in a while. So it doesn't look like it's going to be very good. I guess good, we're going to so. have to get, take, take the Uber to Canada because that's going to be a big bill. We'll, just, right. send that, we'll just send that to Karen from accounting. All right. So, so um, let's give a warm dudes at ringside welcome to Dan R- Riverso Piazza. And, hey guys, how's it going? How's, how's Thanks going? for having me. I I was trying to get him the name. He said it the last name. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, Dan Reverso Paisano. If I can. Paisano, geek. Paisano. Paisano. Oh man, I... yes. You live yes. in a full of Italians, and you can't even get an Italian last name right. Shame, shame, geeky, shame. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> he I, lives I, in the I, house I bought, full of Italians. I, I botched the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm used to it. Lately, people have been announcing me still as El Reverso because I don't wear the mask anymore. So most of the time, I will have to correct them. I'll grab the microphone. And I'll let them know that now I am the right hand of the Lord and Savior, Michael Richard Blaze. That's someone you guys should look at. I am the shadow of power for the clandestine society. I am Dan Reverso Pizzan. Mm. Thank you. Very much. I apologize for the name on the poster then because I put I, I put your original wrestling name. That's wow. okay. Like I said. It happens so much, and it just gives me that. It gives me that opportunity. Yeah. So, if our fans are not familiar, and why would they not be? <laughs> Introduce yourself. Well, uh, I was born Destruction Bay in the Yukon. Uh, doesn't mean that uh, you know I, I wasn't a fan of lucha wrestling. So when I came to uh, Windsor, Ontario, to train at Canem Wrestling School under Scott Demore. And at the time, uh, Joe Legend was a head trainer there. Uh, I was able to learn like so many different styles, but I had also the benefit of having certain other minds there as well. 
uh, PD Williams was training. Chris Saban was training. Alex Shelley was training. There were so many people that were like the end of uh, X Division, like superstars of that time of the 2004, 2005 era when I first started getting in that they were also heavy influences and in, in how I uh, developed as a wrestler. So uh, I guess over time, uh, I grew and started wrestling across Canada and a little bit in the United States. And uh, here I am today. So what was it like working with Scott, Scott Demore? I mean, under the leadership of him. Oh, fantastic. I mean, uh, obviously he's one of the brightest wrestling minds that there are uh, in the wrestling industry today. Uh, but what a lot of people don't know about him, and I've talked about this quite frequently is he's also got one of the largest hearts of like anybody I've ever seen in the entire industry. Like uh, he's almost too nice uh, to be in it sometimes. Uh, he, he means so well, and uh, he's given so many people opportunities that uh, some might feel don't deserve it. But honestly, like he he's just, in my opinion, he's always been fair with me. That's the word that I'd have to describe him. Like when in our direct interactions, he's always been fair and he's always been there for me. And uh, I, I work hard to repay that, basically. So um who who trained you? We forgot to answer that question. So I have many influences that I credit for my training. I have Joey Legend, uh, Tyson Dukes, Johnny Devine, Scott Demore, Alex Shelley, P.D. Williams, and Chris Saban specifically. I know it's like a lot of names, but I'd say I spent equal amounts of time with all those people. And uh, one of the things that I would say to anyone that's learning how to be a wrestling student, if they're interested, is uh, go to as many places as you possibly can. Talk to as many people and get as many influences as you possibly can. Because uh, wrestling is like a language. It's got different dialects wherever you go. So the more dialects of that language you learn, the more you're able to speak that language to the audience. So it just benefits everybody in the end. Man, I'm just I'm just blown away because you just worked with so much elite talent right there, like Keith Williams, Alex Shelley, right there, all elite guys right there, man. So right, I'm kind of the runt of the litter. It's like stars no, by their name, as you said. There was like stars, 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 legend, legend, legend. It's like no, you're you know, you're amazing as well. So it's yeah, like, he, you, know, you. you know, as I said, geek. Before we went live, geek was like, "So what about did you watch, Joe?" And I and I said the big word for me. As being a podcaster and in and, and an editor and mod on a bay, podcast page, when a wrestler sends videos to me, that's gold. <laughs> that for me, that's all I need to see. I don't need to go on YouTube and look up. I, I do, but I like my thing is having having ADD clips are like matches for me. So I'm like, I got it. I'm good. <laughs> good job. <laughs> I can walk away, open the beer, put my robe on, and be like, get the pipe. But I did it. Yeah. So, so before you you were actually working with the mask though, and and now you were you don't have the mask. So, is there a story behind that for the the fans that don't know the story? Yeah. So uh, basically, I wore the mask for a, a really long time. Like I said, I started training in uh, two thousand four, two thousand and five, uh, and just last year in December, so in twenty twenty one, I had a, an issue with a, a wrestler named uh, Gabriel. El Diablo Fuerza and um, it was a hair versus mask match because uh, he took issue with my uh, just my respect for for lucha wrestling and um, it ended up boiling down to the point where I put my mask on the line and he put his hair on the line I don't know if you've seen him uh, at all but he's got uh, quite nice curly hair so um, 
in the end, uh, he ended up besting me. I think it was one of those things where I just, I never thought it was a possibility. I never thought I would lose the mask. I had it for so, so long that I just kind of looked past that match. And uh, unfortunately, it, it put me where I'm at today. And uh, now I have a chip on my shoulder. Now I have something to prove. Now my perspective on the industry is a little bit different. I can see a little bit clearer. And uh, for the first time since last year, I'm actually wrestling against him for Barry Wrestling. So uh, that's my opportunity to uh, take an eye for an eye, uh, sort of say. Because last year, December 17th, at Destiny Wrestling in 2021, I'm never going to forget that day. Uh, he took my mask and that mask did so much for me in my career. That mask protected me when I was young. I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the courage. I was undersized. Everyone told me I, I didn't look like a wrestler. And that mask alone is one of those things that helped me belong in the ring. And he took that away from me. He took part of my history away from me. So now I'm going to go in there and I'm going to let my actions speak for me and actions don't lie. I, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to take something that he values very much. And that's that very wrestling championship. So, so who designed the mask anyway? Well, uh, that's a combination between uh, some stuff that I've seen online. Uh, Scott helped me actually with the design a little bit. And just some of the things that I liked uh, that I had seen too. That like, Because I, I draw and design all my own stuff. I'm uh, artistic as like a, a hobby as well. So uh, that's one of the things that I, I've done is I drew it and uh, got a few designs approved. And then eventually, yeah, it was me and Scott. And then uh, my mask is actually done by Mark's Wrestling Masks, who's uh, up here in, in Ontario, Canada. He's very, very good at what he does. I highly recommend anybody check out his stuff. He does uh, replicas. If anyone wants to get uh, a Ultimo Dragon or like a Rey Mysterio replica, please contact him. It's fantastic quality. Joe? Someone got someone from the chat. Uh, oh, I, I've met Dan a few times while helping at Kent Ham Valley Wrestling, and he's a very nice guy, John. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. I can't wait. Actually, I do have a big match coming up at Kent Valley Wrestling as well. I have a big cage match against uh, Brian White for the first ever Great Lakes uh, Championship. Good vibe sending your way. Thank you. Thank Good. you. <laughs> like the he's uh, you know, sometimes these guys uh. The, they train hard and they want to be wrestlers. But as you saw, uh, the people that I came from and that I, that I learned under and the places that I came from, uh, I take this very, very seriously. And uh, Brian White, uh, he's coming in here and, and trying to, you know, take it so non, not as serious, basically sort of nonchalant. And, and I feel like he's almost playing wrestler. So uh, I, I, I'm going into this October uh, match, you know, wanting to teach him a lesson, basically. Yeah. So, so if you want to talk about the uh the tag match you had, that 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 was I, I actually that was probably one of my favorite matches from what I watched with uh Pretty Ricky and Psycho Mike. Oh yes, that was uh <laughs> Pretty Ricky and Psycho Mike or or there's there's something else. I mean in, in in the ring they'll fool you because you almost don't want to take them seriously as an opponent. But uh, really, they're so talented and they're so skilled. And they use that uh, image just to lull you into a sort of aloofness. And uh, unfortunately, I got lulled into that at that point. And it was, uh, it was an experience. I'll, I'll tell you that for sure. Psycho Mike is, is quite the character. And he went looking. Anyone that's looking for a good time, I suggest that they go looking for that match and follow along with Psycho Mike what he's going looking for in that match. <laughs> 
Now, now was that 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 spot planned in advance, or was that <laughs> was that planned in the ring? <laughs> so, uh, uh, one of the things, like I said, he tries to lull you into uh, <laughs> not taking the situation as serious. So it sort of just naturally developed. And at when you get back behind the stage, and you're, Mike, you didn't tell me you were gonna do that. Well, if I can't make you laugh, then I can't make the friend the fans laugh. So uh, I think I did a good job. He says to me, and I just, oh my gosh! I got to like, speak, guys. I have to oh watch my, this match. No, you no, know, I swear, Joe, that, that's a highly recommended. It's very, very. That's what I'm saying. When the it's podcast a over, texting me the match, and it'll pop on my computer, and I'll click it and watch it. You'll enjoy it for sure. It's, it's something else. <laughs> So I, like, I don't want I don't want to spoil what happened. No, I'm not like, saying spoil like Geekums. <laughs> like, but but there like, is there is a spot where I, he knows what I'm talking about. Where so where I was question, gonna out of all your matches in your career so far, which match has been like your all time favorite moment so far? Oh, see, there's there's two that I want to bring up if that's okay. Actually, okay. So uh, one of them is uh, I was lucky enough to wrestle a Father's Day show for Border City Wrestling here in Windsor, Ontario. And uh, I have two kids of my own. And uh, one of the spots was the heels. Uh, they weren't fathers, but me and my tag partner, they happen, we happened to be fathers. And they took advantage of that. And uh, I had a Father's Day shirt on that they ripped up before we started out. And like I just it, I lost my mind, right? But uh, after we won the match, my kids, they had got me one for Father's Day. And I didn't know. So after we won the match, they jumped the guardrail and they got me the shirt to replace it. And I was holding them up like this. So my favorite moment is, believe it or not, my wife got a picture of I'm holding my kids like this in my arms and they have the shirt and uh, on Father's Day after winning a match. So to me, that's just better than winning any title is the admiration and respect of my children. So uh, that was a blessing. And then uh, my second favorite moment in wrestling is uh, with the mask on, I got to wrestle my one of my nearest and dearest friends uh kobe christ and we put on a show in uh dartmouth nova scotia uh that was just it's to this day it's one of my favorite matches and i as you've known i've been around and wrestled so many different people and he's just such an underrated talent that i feel that uh if more people saw that match they would understand what they're missing out on on east coast wrestling definitely mm. yeah definitely so where are some dream places you would love to travel to that you have not traveled to yet Oh, well, uh, Japan is high on my list, believe it or not. Uh, so when I was here in 2016, 2017 in Windsor again, after being out west in Western Canada, um, Kaito Kiyomiya from uh, Pro Wrestling Noah, he was here in Windsor uh, training with us at uh, wow. Can-Am Wrestling. So I would love, I still talk to him every so often, I would love to be able to go out to Pro Wrestling Noah now that uh, I feel the situation with the pandemic has sort of settled down and such, like I feel that going out to Japan, maybe into Europe, into the UK and things like that would just be beneficial towards, you know, my career at this moment. So I'm kind of focused on trying to open that door. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. There's a, there's actually a few other things that uh, I'm really uh happy about coming up in the future there's one thing that i can't really talk much about but we're working on something in the school that's our wrestling school is opening very soon in the fall uh if you're curious at being a, a wrestling student learning from the best of the best and the names that i mentioned at the start of the podcast they came through this so if you're curious at all canm wrestling school in windsor ontario uh we're working on uh something right now with one of our students 
Uh, I don't really want to say, like I said, I don't really want to say too much, but it's going to be excellent exposure for them. It's really going to highlight the strengths of our school, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what, what gets you ready for a match exactly? Oh, my gosh. Uh, right. I guess What's your ritual, basically a pre-match ritual that you love to do before a match, man. You know, oh, I have such a long ritual. It's kind of funny that you asked me that. So before I leave, I lay out all my gear as if I was wearing it, like in order on because I don't want to miss anything because I actually had one time I was wrestling in Michigan and I left my mask when I was still a mask wrestler. I left it back in Canada. So you're not going back across the border to go get your mask real quick five minutes before your match starts, right? So luckily it was a Halloween show and a friend of mine happened to have a Spider-Man mask on them, believe it or not. So I wrestled a Spider-Verso that night. So now... Oh, geez. <laughs> I gotta watch this. Now. I'm very meticulous about packing my gear the night before or the morning of, depending on how much time I have. And then I make sure I eat certain things. Like I don't eat three hours before I'm set to wrestle because I don't, with all the flips and everything I do, I don't want to throw up on my opponent. That's, you know what I mean? As much as the fans might enjoy it, I don't think he's going to enjoy it very much, kind of thing. So, <laughs> um, and then the other, uh, the last thing that I do is I stretch for about 45 minutes to an hour before uh, every show. Uh, being uh, the age I am and the doing the stuff that I do, I want to make sure that I have as much longevity in my career as possible. So that's one of the things that uh, have added to that and make sure that I'm ready each and every day. And actually, I find after stretching, my adrenaline's going and I'm starting to really get into the focus of the match. Yeah, there's actually a wrestler in the United States, actually. He loves Spider-Man. So and he and he's like Spider-Man's like his absolute favorite character. So. People say he looks like Tom Holland. He, he really? does. It's weird. He has he, the hair. He has, he has the, the face. hair and everything. And, and the voice, just, even that. Hey, I'm Spider Man. You know, like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and, oh and the thing gosh. is, but for like they did a was it a costume battle royal, and he was <laughs> Spider Man for Halloween. That was his. <laughs> so if you guys could get him into Canada, man, geez, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Him and Santana Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His name is Jack Tomlinson. He's he's awesome. Yeah. So. Oh, Jack Tomlinson. And his character, he's like Spider-Man, but he's also like a selfie guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, he carries like this. He does vlogs. Yeah, yeah he, he does, does like vlogs. takes like, he does like vlogs. I'm done. Like that he'll talk on the Yeah. That's pretty cool though, because Peter Parker would take pictures of himself and everything like that. So that makes sense. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that, definitely. All right. So yeah. who oh yeah, I think I'm next, right? Geek? Yeah, 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 I went. So who would you say would be the reason why you had this drive to become a professional wrestler? Like who, what wrestler moment? I'd say it was uh, probably Owen Hart. That was my biggest influence in the industry. Uh, when I was young, that's when the Brett and Owen feud was really in high gear in WWF at the time. And uh, I have a younger brother myself. And uh, I sympathize with Brett being the older brother and kind of being the superstar sport athlete and such like that. You know what I mean? Getting a little bit more recognition than my younger brother. But at the time, for some reason, like, I really sympathize with Owen because I did want to see him get the success that I thought that he earned and and other things. Like, the story was just so well thought out and so well done that I felt that it just drew, drew, drew me right in. And I knew since, like, a young age, since I was, like, five or seven years old, that I wanted to be a pro wrestler. And, like... The high school that I picked, because in Canada it's a little different. Not every high school offers the same programs. Uh, the high school I picked, it, what one offered amateur wrestling, that's the one that I, I went with because it had the freestyle amateur wrestling, and I knew that that would be an avenue eventually to prepare me for professional wrestling. So so uh, the who was your dream opponent, you'd say? My dream opponent? 
Yeah, it could be anybody. Oh. You know. Anybody, uh, if if we're Open going door. anybody alive or dead, then I would go with Owen Hart. But uh, right now, I would love to actually get Rey Mysterio. I met Rey Mysterio one once back in 2017. Uh, it was when I was just getting back into uh, wrestling in Windsor a little bit. And uh, we brought Ray here before he had re-signed with WWE. It was like a, a lone independent, like one of the few, you know, he'd done around that time. And uh, I won a battle royal at the same time that he had won his match. So afterwards, I had asked him for a picture because he's on my Mount Rushmore. Him, Chris Jericho, Owen Hart, and Ultimo Dragon. So mm. I would say Rey Mysterio would be one of those as well that I would love to be able to wrestle there. What's your what's your opinion about the whole Dominic thing with uh, his dad over at Clash of the Castle? I mean, did you get to see the meme at least or no? A little bit. I got to see a little bit. Like uh, I watched Clash of the Castle not that night. I ended up trying to catch up a little bit after, so I uh, fast forward through some things, some segments and stuff like that. Tried to catch like the certain issues that I could, and uh, I thought it went okay. Like I I like the idea of starting out focusing on Edge and then it eventually like leaning towards like the whole like he now he's in the Judgment Day and Ray Ripley is like a big influence on him and stuff. I kind of like the way that that's going. I like the way that that developed and I like how they drew it out over a long period of time. They didn't just turn him right when people wanted to see it. They let people really really want to see it and then eventually did it when the timing felt right. Exactly. It's got everyone's comparing the whole China and Eddie Guerrero thing. To yes, Ripley. that's the <laughs> <laughs> Ripley and Dominic right there. The One side. that really got me was Ray. Uh, Ray went to hell for in that ladder match in the custody against Eddie Guerrero, and this is how you repay him. That really cracked me up. That one. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> or the goofy movie one did you see yes that? oh no. i posted i posted that one on the as soon as i saw it i was like screenshot don't go mine instagram ray and dominic in the car goofy's just someone like should this. have added ray mysterio's face like this and then have <laughs> dominic's like in the passenger seat yeah <laughs> um. got dominic's face all like that they should have added dominic's face on the the younger goofy uh, what was the son's name on Goof Troop? I forgot. Max. Max. Matt, yes. Dominic's face on Max's body. Rim Cheryl like on the other Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's me. I'm an artist. I I, I instantly because it's funny. Like you say, you you're an artist and stuff. Like I draw. I have, my character is a masked vigilante. And I thought of a big masked guy beating the snot out of people because of my grandfather being a big was a big chubby muscular guy and he was a big dude and he was a wrestler so i thought the character with the mask is like my tribute to my grandfather without all the words you know like that's funny actually believe it or not uh i before like i really got serious into wrestling i was really into star trek and that's one of the things that actually i'm still a really big star trek fan so that's where I got my uh, start drawing is uh, writing little stories and drawing little pictures to go along with the stories. Yes. <laughs> I'm a Star Wars I, like fan. I can do it with this hand, but it looks like Vader. <laughs> uh, I can do both, luckily. We'll reverse. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm a Star Wars fan right here. I'm out Marvel, Disney, and all that stuff. I'm a Ghostbusters fan. I'm, a, I'm one of those Ghostbusters fans that are through and through. There you go. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, so so what do you say your favorite food is? My favorite food, okay, so I'm Italian, so this is really, really tough because my favorite food is lasagna, and it's got tons of cheese, but in order to stay 
into the wrestling shape that I do. I'm not allowed to eat cheese. So that like once a month that I'm allowed to like really, really go crazy. Well, like allowed, like obviously I can do whatever I want, but like that I allow myself to go crazy. That's what I do. Me and my daughter, we make homemade noodles. We make homemade sauce, make like everything from scratch except for the cheese we get it here in windsor there's a, a great place called gulati's cheese where you can just like the best of homemade like the, the freshest cheese it's so delicious and then yeah um uh, that's like my favorite thing i would say is homemade noodles sauce gulati's cheese lasagna mm. <laughs> i actually my parents and i just had like a half regular pie and half sausage and pepper pie today oh so good <laughs> What about you guys? What, what would you say yours is? Uh, geek, you go first. I love pizza. Pizza. Oh, has to be yeah. Pizza. Uh-huh. But it has <laughs> to be a certain type, right, Geek? Yeah. You uh, Have you ever been to Windsor, Ontario? No, we've never been no. to Canada, ever. Oh, my gosh. I've, I've, been, I've been to Canada. If your favorite food is pizza, I highly recommend that you at least try and come to Windsor, yeah. Ontario once. It's world-renowned for its pizza. There's mm. so many places that just have, yeah, yeah. You'll never, like, you'll go back home and be disappointed. I, so maybe I, you don't want to come and visit. <laughs> I, I went to Canada for a little bit. I, I actually got to see Niagara Falls. Actually, that's oh, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, I wrestle there every once in a while. It's tremendous. Yeah, yeah. So Niagara Falls is great. Seeing that, oh but yeah, I, yeah. There was this one uh, Border Town Pro Wrestling. I really that that was a good one. I really enjoyed working for them every so often. I, I would I would love to like just come to Canada for like a week and just visit. You know. I think Believe it or not, cool. Windsor is the perfect town for that because after the week, you kind of get bored of it. And you're like, okay, it's time to go home. <laughs> you get bored of it. I love it. Time to go home. That's, yeah. that's it. Time to go home. <laughs> yeah, come on up. I'll show you the ring. There's a couple little places to stop by, eat some pizza, back across the border. Happy. <laughs> that's it. That's it, right? <laughs> now, but um, do you have any upcoming projects or any upcoming shows or uh well, uh, the upcoming show is the Barry Wrestling one that I've talked about. That one I'm really excited for. Like I said, I'm going to get that opportunity for vengeance against uh, Gabriel Fuerza, El Diablo. Uh, Rage in the Cage at Chem Valley in Sarnia, Ontario. That's coming up in the middle of October. That's going to be an excellent show. That's October 14th. Um, double Cage uh, main event. It's going to be me and uh, Brian White in one uh, match and then the the main, other main event is going to be Bupinder Gajar Impact Wrestling Bupinder Gajar versus Cody Diener from Impact Wrestling as well as the main event and the other match in the cage so that one's going to be amazing and then right after that is uh, Seaway Valley Wrestling in Ottawa that's just uh, an amazing experience if anyone's ever been to the Ottawa area Cornwall Ontario uh, Seaway Valley Wrestling the production value is uh, second to none as it comes to uh, Canadian independent wrestling uh, and then later on, uh, October 30th, is Wrestleusion for CWF. Now, that's a really, really big show. That's like CWF's WrestleMania. They bring in Rob Van Dam. They're bringing in Cody Diener, uh, Giselle Shaw. They, they have a bunch of names coming. Uh, Ishii, I, I believe, is going to be in that one as well. So that's going to be just something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy crap, man. Yes, that they is... are going all in. All in. Ishii, that, that's a name right there. Ishii is crazy, man. I don't know. I, Joe, could be, I have to check the poster. Like I said, I know for a fact certain guys are on there. I could be, it's, as I was saying earlier, it's kind of been one of those long days. So if I'm mistaken and it's someone it's else, okay. like, it's bring, 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 bring Okada so, next, right? Bring right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Omega's going to be there too. <laughs> so did you ever think that you'd be, have done so much so, so far in your career? Like that so many people have done so much so far in your career. Like 
back then. Like when someone says, so you'd want to be a wrestler. And now you're like, you've been trained and taught by so many like people that have been on impact. Have you, have you ever think like, wow, I've done so much so far. <laughs> Every once in a while. But then you look at like one of the things that you kind of get caught up in is uh, you're caught up in the stream. So you look around at people that are swimming next to you and you think, oh, well, that guy that's ahead of me in the stream, he's done so much more than me. So I wish I could do as much as that guy. But then you look at sometimes there's people behind you that have been swimming for a lot longer and they're a little bit further down the stream. And you think, oh, well, I'm fortunate to be in the position that I am because it's not really a meritocracy. It's like you said, like somebody kind of has to like you or you have to have an opportunity or, you know what I mean? Let's take a risk here and it works out kind of like uh, it's sometimes it's just a, a shoot, like, you know it's a crapshoot. So, uh, you know, sometimes I do look back and I, I feel like, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm very fortunate, but I find that, uh, especially recently, like I'm very motivated and I try not to reflect too much. Like, yes, I do try and, uh, embrace the moment. That's one of those things actually, like I just recently got a tattoo on the side here and it's all writing and it's just, it's, it's the reason why I got it is it's stuff that I want to remember for myself. And one of those things is to embrace the moment, the, the moment as it happens, because I find that I get very mo motivated and one track minded and I just pursue, 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 pursue. And that's where I feel like I'm in the mindset of right now is just motivated, pursue, pursue, pursue. But every so often, yeah, I'm going to make sure that when I'm in that ring there, probably around resolution and such, I'm going to take, take it in a little bit here and there and this, you know, really uh, breathe in what's happened, especially over the last month. Yeah. Do, do you have any social medias where people can find you or? Uh... I do. So uh, at, uh, on Instagram, you can find me at Dan Pisano and uh, on Facebook, same thing, Dan Pisano uh, on Twitter. It's at OS reverso. So it's like reverso same way frontwards and backwards with that symbol. So uh, anyone that wants to find any of my highlights, like Joe said earlier, anyone that wants to find any of my matches, I usually like uh, Metal Geeks. Oh, I did that backwards. Uh, <laughs> anyone yeah. wants to find any of that stuff, uh, you can find any of my socials. I post a lot of the matches, like the links for my YouTube stuff on Facebook, and a lot of clips I find I post on Twitter and such. So. Yeah, also L reversal means reverse, right? Yes, yes. Well, it's really funny. I was working this one show in Michigan, and... Uh, uh, someone once told me that was working the same show. They said, you know what El Reverso means? And I was like, oh, well, I thought, you know, reversing moves and such. That's what I kind of, he goes, well, uh, Revolucha in, in Mexico, it's like a revolution, right? And an El Reverso, it's to bring that revolution down. So you, El Reverso, are to bring down a revolution. And I thought that was a really, you know, intriguing point. Like, I never really saw that perspective and I never heard that before, but that's one that, like, stuck with me. So I was like, that's that definitely that's awesome man dan thanks so much for coming on our podcast by the thank way thank you for having me it was a really it was a blast it was fun awesome. all right yeah i'm joe pimp the third i'm metal geek i'm dan reverso pisano and we will catch you in the next one Arriba.